Hello, my sisters. Um, hope all is well with you. I'm um, kind of um, inspired to just kind of come on here and, and talk to you from my heart. Um, been working, so I'm just kind of really tired here lately. But um, God is really, I feel like, impressing on my heart to just um, get this message out. Um, because... What I want to be for you is an example uh, in my good decisions and in my bad decisions. And sometimes what we don't hear as women that love God and finding ourselves starting over in life, we don't hear um, real life uh, issues, (laughs) uh, if you will, in the church. And so uh, thank God that we have outlets like this, like a podcast, and we have uh, YouTube. We have all these other outlets that uh, we can connect on and we can be real. You know, we can be totally real with each other. So uh, in an effort to hold each other hands and walk through life together and just know that you're not alone. We can encourage one another, but we got to be open. We got to be open about our our bad decisions. You know, it's great when we're on here and we're talking about good decisions and how God did this and that. But we got to also talk about the things that, you know, when we fall and when we make mistakes and, and how God does love us still. And, and, um, and, you know, and that starting over in life, it's not easy. You know, uh, again, I know my, my, my podcast is geared toward, um, you know, women that has uh, found themselves going through some, some, some type of separation or heartbreak and, you know, really kind of finding yourself starting over in life. And what happens is um, you trip and you fall. <laughs> you trip, you fall, you make bad decisions. Um, you, sometimes you don't know what to do, how to do it. I mean, you're hopping on one leg when you used to be, you used to walk in on two. So you're starting over. And, um, and so some places in your life might be a little out of balance. I just want to let you know that God still loves you. God still loves me. Um, and as I'm, um, as God is holding my hand and walking through life, uh, together now as a single, um, mother and, um, you know, I, I've made mistakes and, um, one mistake that I have made. And, um, I think I've talked about on my previous podcast is getting involved in a relationship that was outside of, uh, God's will for me, you know, meeting someone thinking that, okay, you know, is this the one? And I really wanted it to be the one. (laughs) And, um, he was, he appealed in every way. Um, to me, uh, just about, but we, we connected in almost every way except for spiritually. And it was the one thing that I needed and it was the one thing I desired. Um, but you know, you got to understand women that if the enemy is going to tempt you, it's not going to be with something that you don't like, you know, it's going to appear to be everything that you want. And that's what this guy was for me. He just appeared to be everything that I wanted. And I uh, made me laugh and just, it was, it was great because I, I, when I felt like I could never love again, um, I found myself 
being able to love again and be able to laugh again and um, and all these great things about him, it just all appealed to me. And um, so I found myself just very, um, just, I don't know, googly-eyed <laughs> over this guy. And, um, but, you know, I could never... I never felt comfortable in the relationship um, because we didn't spiritually connect. My spirit, my heart is for God. And uh, and it always, it, it just, I'm not going to, oh, I can't say it always has been, but it certainly is now. And it and certainly has been this part of my journey because God's been so good to me. Oh, God has been so faithful. He's done everything that he told me he would do. You know, when everything shook up in my life, God has been faithful to me. And I just couldn't help, you know, being in this relationship and thinking about how good and faithful God has been. And I can't turn my back on him. I can't have something that is appealing to my flesh. But yet I was feeling so torn because my heart was for God and God was pulling on my heart this way. My flesh was pulling on me the other way. And I could not have both. So I didn't feel comfortable. And, and so I knew that that was not a way that I could live. I could, it couldn't last. This was only going to go so far because I felt, I just didn't feel right. I mean, I just didn't feel right. And you know, like at the end of the day, when you lay your head on your pillow, what you got to feel good about is yourself. Because I live with me 24 hours a day. So even when I was not with this guy, I still was with me more than I was with him. And for me to feel good, I couldn't divorce those things that meant the most to me. And that was God. And so, ladies... I'm titling this episode, It's an Ambush. I'm titling this episode, It is an Ambush. What is an ambush? Well, I was reading in Joshua chapter 8 where, um, you know, God had gave uh, Joshua specific instructions on how to conquer the land of Ai. Even though he had already given it to him, he said, hey, I'm giving you this, but this is what your instructions are. And so God instructed Joshua to lay an ambush for the people of Ai. So what Joshua did was they drew them out. He, he drew he drew the people away from their home. They drew them from their land. Um, so what what Joshua did was set an ambush behind them. So uh, so Joshua split his his soldiers. He had people that was hiding out behind the city Joshua took another part of his his soldiers ahead of of the uh, before the city so when the king of Oz saw Joshua and his people he went out to battle and fight them well the mistake that the king of Oz made was that him and all of his people fled their city to go after Joshua Joshua knew that they were going to do this. So when they left their base, when they left their home, when they were drawn away from what meant the most to them, 
Then the, then the soldiers behind them came and took over their city and set it on fire. And then, so when Joshua saw that his plan had worked and saw the fire going up, then they turned back on the people of Ai who had fled from the city after them. And they were able to slew all of them, killed all of them, because the people didn't have nowhere to go back to because their home was in up in flames now. And so I'm saying all that to say that this is how the enemy sets an ambush for us. This is how an ambush is set. Um, he draws us away little by little. Yeah, maybe not all at once. We start to step away from who we are. We start to step away from things that mean the most to us. Things that are of, of value. Things God has put in us and built us up. I mean, we are so valuable. God has poured so many things into us. Uh, nothing that has happened to us has have been wasted. God has been making us tougher. He's been building us up and just making us strong and beautiful. And the devil will set an ambush for you. So when you start to step away from your your morals and your values and you're starting to divorce yourself, I mean, you're, you're walking away from your home. You're walking away from your safe place. You're walking away from the hands of God. So what happens is that you, the enemy has an ambush set for you. And the, and, and so pretty soon you'll find yourself out in the wilderness with nowhere to go, but in, but, but in the enemy's arms. And that is the plan that the enemy has for you. So when he draws you away, he ultimately will destroy you. That is always his plan. He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to destroy you. And then so when you get out in the wilderness and you realize that, hey, I'm 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 too far now. I and I, and I, as I turn back, I, I I feel like I've walked away so far from God. I, I can't get back. And so some and it's in this place right here that we feel a despair is where we feel like there's hopelessness. And then so sometimes some of us end up giving up and we'll just go ahead and fall into the temptations of the enemy, which we know what the end is, it's going to be destruction. Um, But I'm here to tell you, ladies, that even if you are in that place right now where there is hopelessness and where you feel like you've been drawn away from God, you know, you've been drawn away from your safe place and you turn back and you're like, Lord, I'm too far now. There's nothing that you can do to help me. And God said, yes. Yes. Even though the enemy has may have set an ambush for you and you're in a place where you never thought you would be today. God said, yes, you still can't come back to my arms. Even in this place, God can still hold you. And, and and you can still come back to his arms. You still can. You know, because uh, the enemy wants to make you feel hopeless. But sisters, I'm here to tell you that if you are still alive and you are still breathing, that alone shows you that God's grace is still on you. See, this is what grace is. Grace is not is, is when God doesn't give you what you deserve. 
You're still alive. So what does that mean? I mean, you still have the opportunity to change your ways. You still have a chance to change your direction in life. Just stop. Remember the lady that was caught in her sin and the people around her wanted to stone her to death? And Jesus looked around and he told them, he said, hey, those that without sin, you go ahead and cast the first stone at her. You go right ahead. And they walked away one by one. And Jesus, this woman may have thought that Jesus was going to give her the third degree about her lifestyle. Jesus didn't do that. He just told her to go and sin no more. And so sisters, that's all you have to do. That's all we have to do is pivot from our sin. Pivot from the place that you're at right now. Just stop and pivot. Turn back away from that sin. And is it going to feel good to your flesh? No. Doesn't feel good to your flesh. Let me tell you about me. The, the, The guy that I was involved with doesn't feel good to turn away from somebody that you love and that appeals to you in every way and you're turning from that person to what seeming what seems to be nothing you know not another person is what I'm saying you're not leaving that person to go to somebody else no but you're going back to your root you're going back to the heart of in the hands of God who truly fulfills us. I mean, we've got to understand no matter what relationship you could ever be in, you can have all your ducks in a row. You can have the best career. You can have your children, you can have your family. You can have everything, everything in line, as we would say. And as, as somebody would see looking on your life and say, man, she's got it all together. She got everything, but yet feel unfulfilled, yet feel uh, unhappy, yet feeling the joy of the Lord, you know? Why? Because God is the one that gives us fulfillment in life. The earth is his and the fullness thereof. He gives us the ability to be able to enjoy those things. So what am I saying? People, we don't seek after things. We seek after God because he's the one that fulfills our life. Those things will never fulfill you. But when we have the joy of the Lord, we don't even have to have all that. Sometimes the people that have the least in life are the happiest and most fulfilled because they have God. (laughs) He is the one and the only one that we need and that we could ever need. He is the joy. He is the cup that overfloweth, okay? And when our cup is overflowing, our peace is overflowing and our joy is overflowing and we just overflowing in life, even though I don't have everything that I want. But I'm here to, I'm here to say and that I trust and I believe that um, God's promises are real and I am still walking out the blessings and the promises that God has for my life. So even though, you know, walking away from someone um, that I have become to love and adore, um, I know that my decision to keep moving forward and to turn from that 
to the hands of God and his promises. I'm walking in faith. And what faith does, it activates God. It activates him to work those miracles. You know, um, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the scripture where it says, write the vision and make it plain. And though it tarries, wait for it, right? Though it tarries, wait for it. And that's what we got to do. We got to just wait for the promise of God. We got to wait for it. And God is going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. So even though I don't see it, even though it doesn't feel good to my flesh, I've learned how to suffer. I've learned how to plant the seed. Stop and plant your seed. Water it. Yeah, I'm going to cry about it. I'm going to be sad about it. It's not going to feel good to me. Okay, I've been here before though, right? We got the tools now. We got the tools on board. And we know that when we make the sacrifice, and we know that when we, we, we present ourselves, yes, as a living sacrifice, and we water with our tears and our prayers, that the seed will begin to take root in our life, and then we'll, we'll start to grow, invest into our harvest, right? That's what we will begin to do. So, so ladies, I'm just here to tell you that, you know, stay encouraged in God. Don't give up on the promises of God for the promises of God is real and God will do all that he has promised. Just trust him. Pivot wherever you are. Know that even if the enemy has set an ambush for you, God is still right there with you. He's all, his arms are never far from you, especially when you're in trouble, right? That's when he's the closest. And it might be feeling, it might be when you feel like you're the father, it's from God. He's right there still. He's right there when we're in trouble because that's what a shepherd is to his sheep. He comes after you. So we're never too far from God's hands. So ladies, stay encouraged. I love you. I'm right here with you in your good decisions and in your bad decisions. We are going to get through life together. Until the next time, mahalo. Does life feel like a trade-off sometimes? Are you like so blessed in one area of your life, but yet feeling depleted in another? My sisters, I understand exactly how you feel. And there are moments in our lives where we question this, this, this season of our lives. If you have found yourself at this place. Aloha and welcome to my podcast. And I thank you for joining me. Um, I feel God put this on my heart, uh, maybe even a week ago, just a short time ago here. And I was thinking about it. And I was just really, really thinking about, uh, you know, where I'm at in life right now. And uh, some of the people around me and I was looking at them just, you know, just thinking uh, and feeling even myself, you know, like, uh, this season that I have found myself in and, um, and, you know, and I told you guys that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to walk with me through my life. Uh, because really, I mean, who wants to hear from somebody that's not there or haven't been there. Right. 
I want to let you know you're not alone if you have found yourself in this season of just feeling depleted in one area of your life, but yet so blessed in another area. So what did I do? I turned to the scriptures because anything that we're going through in our lives today, we can always um, open the word, which is a living word to find something to encourage our lives today. Uh, Somebody has been through this. Somebody has been through this and I'm so thankful that they wrote it down. So we know what we, so we can be encouraged to know what the end looks like, right? This builds our faith. So I was like, Lord, you know, who in the Bible has been there? Who has felt like I feel or like maybe how you're feeling? Um, and what did the, what did the end look like? I mean, it, life looks like a trade-off. Life can look like a trade-off that you can start to feel, Lord, are you blessing me in this area because you're not blessing me in this area? And is it going to be this way? Is it going to be this way? Because Lord, if it's going to be this way, maybe I maybe not so rather have so much of this just so I can have a little bit of that because Right now, life is a trade-off. It feels like it's a trade-off. And and I mean, because I'm so heavily blessed here, but have nothing here. And and it hurts me. It bothers me. It, it makes me feel empty. It, it makes me feel incomplete. And, and I can just tell you right now, let me just go ahead and nip it in the bud. Life is not a trade-off. Life is not a trade-off. God is not, even though you may find yourself in that season to where you feel like you're tremendously blessed in one area, but yet depleted in another. Yeah, I know. I get it, my sisters. It can look that way. Totally look that way and maybe even be that way, right? It might even be this way in your season. Okay, but God blesses us um, in stages, he prepares us. So don't get it confused to where, you know, your life can look like that, look like this in a moment, but yet it's just, a, it's part of one of the steps that God has you in. It's part of a season that, that you're in right now. Um, so, and, and, and what, what do we know about seasons? They change steps. We don't, we don't continue to stay on one step. We are, we're continue, we're continually stepping. So, uh, we cannot judge our lives by the moments that we're in right now. And that's what the enemy always comes to try to get us to do. Judge your moment by what your life is going to be. Uh, he wants to kill your faith. So anyway, I did, I turned to the scriptures and I found Abraham. Abraham was blessed tremendously in one area of his life. God made a covenant with Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12. God spoke his word to Abraham in a season that didn't reflect at all what, um, that didn't reflect at all what his life was going to be, uh, and, and, um, didn't reflect God's word. Um, and the first thing that Abraham did when God spoke his word to him and told him that he was going to be the father of many nations. Abraham didn't even have kids. How was he going to be the father of many nations? But the first thing that Abraham did was he obeyed God. He obeyed him. 
Why did Abraham obey God? Why did he not question God? Lord, I don't even have children. How am I going to be the father of many nations? But yet he was blessed. He was so blessed. Abraham departed um, on the Lord's word and, um, and he, and he went his way and he just obeyed. God blessed him so much with, you know, with his, with his, um, with the people that, that was in his house and his livestock that he was dwelling with Lot, his, his, um, his nephew that they had to go separate ways because they had accumulated so much. God has blessed them with so much. They were rich in this time so much, you know, they couldn't even dwell together. So then, uh, God spoke again to Abraham and, uh, reminded him, um, that all the land that Abraham could see that his, that he, he was going to give all that land to his descendants. Now, at this point, Abraham, um, was probably, I mean, he just had overflow more than enough because we serve a more than enough God. And at this point, I get it. Abraham was probably feeling like, well, now Lord, now you have reminded me of, you have reminded me of what you, uh, your blessings that you said I was going to be the father of many nations. Now you're telling me that all the land that I see, you're going to give it to my descendants. And so now, now we see Abraham, um, Now he's talking to God. Now he's, he's not questioning God, but he's like, Lord, I do have someone in my home that's not, uh, not from my, not from me like as a, you know, not my flesh, my son of the flesh, but I do have this person in my home who, who's looking to be my heir. And so he's kind of asking God, well, is this going to be my heir? Is this going to be my child? And God tells him, no. The child that I'm going to bless you with is going to be from your own flesh. And uh, so now Abraham uh, understood now that it, it was not what it seemed. Maybe Abraham didn't ask God a question early on because he felt like, okay, well, you know, I'm older in age and, you know, I do have this person in my home that, you know, that is, that I'm treating as a son maybe, and that this is going to be my heir. This is who's going to get everything. Should I, should I pass? But then God remind, uh, t- tells him when Abraham actually does ask God, you know, Hey, is this going to be, you know, and, and God says, no, I'm going to bless you. When I say you're going to be a father, I mean, you're going to be a father. When I say your descendants, I mean, they're going to come from you. This is going to be all your descendants land. I am going to, I have made my covenant with you. I'm giving you all of this. And, um, so yet, even though, you know, it was, you know, hard for Abraham to believe maybe possibly, but it, uh, Abraham obeyed God and he believed God. And this is what we have to do in this season of our lives. If God has made, if, if God has made you a promise, and that he is going to do something that he told you that he was going to do. It, it is a good possibility that it is not looking like what it's going to be. And we can get frustrated. And I believe that Abraham may have gotten a little bit frustrated at this point when God reminded him of his blessing. Because see, sometimes it's good to not even be reminded. Maybe sometimes it's not even good to be told when we when God has told us something. And now we're looking for it. And now we're in this season 
of where it doesn't look anything like what God told me. And so you can start to get frustrated because you're like, Lord, you know, you said that you were going to do this and you're going to do that. And my life is not reflecting this right now. What what are you talking about, Lord? I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. I've been waiting on you to do this for me. When is it going to happen, Lord? This doesn't, it doesn't look like, I mean, it looks like my life is going in the opposite direction or or I've been waiting so long and just... Is it never going to happen? I'm looking at my sister over here or I'm looking at my brother over here and things are happening for them and it's not happening for me. Lord, I mean, help me. Help me in this moment because I I can't see it. So it's hard for me to believe it. And sometimes we got to be honest with God. Abraham talked to God instead of believing maybe even the lies or, 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 or believing his flesh. Because look, here's the thing. We live in this fleshly body. We live in this. So we're going to see things in the flesh. It's, it's, it's the thing that we, we got to make sure that we're so spiritually built up that we can overcome what we see in the flesh, right? But we're going to see it. We, we live in this. We know what our life reflects. We, we see this. We live in this every day. But this is why we got to read the Bible. This is why we got to pray. This is why we got to fast and stay close to God so we have spiritual eyes so that our faith is built up and say, Lord, no matter what I see, I believe you. I know this is going to happen for me. Why? You did it for Abraham. And Lord, I can even look back on my life where you did it for me. Your promises are real. God spoke the world into existence. When God lets a word come out of his mouth, it is. Hallelujah, it is. We can believe that. God doesn't change his mind about us. We got to make sure that we don't change our mind about what we've asked God for and say, well, Lord, I've given you enough time. Now I'm going to go down here and make it happen. I'm jumping ship. I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to believe for this anymore. It's because that's and the enemy will start talking to you and telling you to do these things. Because it... Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. It's hard to keep hoping. God knows this. This is why the scriptures are written down for us so we can go back and and read this and encourage ourselves because we know what happened with Abraham and Sarah, right? Did God make him the father of many nations because when God said he was going to do it, he did it. And it didn't happen yesterday. It didn't happen on Abraham's yesterday. You know, just like, oh, God made the promise and it happened the next day. It didn't happen like that. But Abraham's faith was challenged. But the word says that Abraham believed God and God accounted it for righteousness. God loves it when we believe him. Past our circumstances. Past what it looks like today. So don't be so quick, my sisters, to judge your today on what God has promised you. God is going to do it. He is going to do it. And not only is he going to do it, we serve a God of overflow. He does more than doing it. (laughs) He makes it worth your wild. So God is going to bless you. And don't look at your sisters next door to you that you can see that the enemy sometimes will open your eyes and you see all these great things. Life is never what it looks like for other people. Okay. Just like people might be looking at you and thinking, oh, wow. But yet you, yeah, you might be so blessed in every, er this area of your life. 
but yet you feel you're depleted in another. And no doubt that everybody is feeling that to some degree or at some point in their life. Okay. So be encouraged, my sisters. I'm not going to keep, I'm going to keep this one short today. I just wanted to come out and to encourage you in God's word. God is going to do it. Keep your hearts encouraged. Feed yourself with that knowledge every day. Remind yourself of God's blessing every day. And, 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 and write it down. Write the vision. Make it plain. Though it tarries, wait for it. We're waiting on God. We're waiting on God to do something. And he loves that. And, he, and when we believe God, he, he, he will account it to us for righteousness. We serve a good God. He loves us so much. And like any good father, he wants to give you good gifts. He's, I mean, he knows the thoughts that he has of you to give you that expected end. That means we've got to expect, got to expect God to do that thing that he promised to you. So sisters, be encouraged. I love you. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. And more than anything, love God more than anything in this world. I love you and thank you. Mahalo.